I'm Megan Lawrence, and welcome to the Wild Leaders Podcast. Wild stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development, and in this episode, you'll be listening to one of our Wild Conversations. Wild Conversations are interactive virtual experiences every Friday for one hour with leaders from around the country. It's no cost to join or attend, and you can sign up by visiting wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. You can also listen on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us and subscribe. Wild Conversations are led by our founder and CEO, Dr. Rob McKenna. Named one of the top 30 IO psychologists alive today, Dr. McKenna is passionate about developing leaders and transforming the way we see people in our organizations. As he will tell you, we have the tools at our fingertips to invest in our people in ways that are meaningful to them and will get the results we need. 30 years of research has taught us how much people learn and grow on the job. We have what it takes to create rich learning environments for the people we lead, and all we have to do is begin to act on what we know. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. It's been on my mind and heart for a long time to be able to, to talk about this with a group of leaders like you. And I'm just, by the way, I, I say this most weeks, but I'm just blown away by who's here. This topic of authenticity. Wow. What does it mean to be authentic? What is this all about? Is, is so, so interesting. And it seems like it's so relevant today. We experience someone and we come away from that feeling like it was less than authentic. I was, I've been thinking a lot about what do we mean by that? I was with actually talking with someone yesterday who is, who is, who's on here today who was saying, I was with a guy and he was talking about something that was pretty deep, but it, but it came across like a sales pitch. And so then it got me thinking about what is it about a sales pitch deal is, is not, not authentic. And it's just, it's, it's kind of fascinating. Like, what do we, what do we mean when we say that? And you know, it's, it's interesting too, when you, when you ask someone, uh, you know, how are you doing? And, and they say, great, I'm awesome. Or they just kind of their, their pat response. Does that feel authentic? As opposed to someone who says, kind of pauses and says, I'm great. I'm really good. Like, is, what's the difference in, in people's responses to us? It's kind of, it's, it's interesting to me. I also would say that this topic is, is personal to me on a surface level as well. The wild team knows this about me is that I'm fairly uncomfortable at parties. Unlike my wife, I like the idea of parties. She hates the idea of parties. I like the idea and hate it when I get there. She hates the idea and she's brilliant when she gets there. And, uh, and so, but one of the things about it is that that's also strange. This is the way I perceive myself. My real self is I, I have described that I feel like I only have a first and sixth gear. So basically, I'm only good in conversations that are really on the surface, like how, how good my scores were at Call of Duty with a bunch of 14-year-olds last night. These are the kinds of questions where my wife goes, just checks her if she's standing anywhere near. Because I'll ask people questions like this. Hey, do you feel extroverted right now? <laughs> I just, I don't know, it's a stupid question. Um, and then my, if I really want to go deep for people... <laughs> And I want to get past all the sort of the uh, traditional churchy talk around this concept. I'll say like, hey, what's God saying to you lately? <laughs> People really run then. Like, so I'm just, uh, I find that those kinds of questions interest me though. Sometimes I, I just try to find questions that might get to something that feels real quicker, at least for me, as opposed to the questions we should start with. Well, like, how's work? How's the family? That's, that's, that's those third years that I'm just not so good at. So I, so I think there's, there's a lot to unpack here, obviously. And I, as most of you know, I really like to deconstruct concepts and get back to what did we originally mean by something? 
And now we kind of throw it around. And I think this concept of authenticity is fascinating. One of the things that a colleague of mine related to the, the uh, authentic leadership literature is that, well, that's interesting, but we talk about authenticity as, as if it's always a good thing because I've always historically thought like, you could be an authentic jerk. Like, is that a possibility? I think that's a very interesting question. So when we think about authenticity at your core, could that be the real you? And I think that's something I want to address a little bit. So let's get into the definition. And he, there's a fascinating thing when you look at the way that words are defined. What does it mean to be authentic? Here are a few definitions. Worthy of acceptance or belief as conforming to or based on fact. Listen to this one. Conforming to an original so as to reproduce essential features. Conforming to an original so as to reproduce essential features. Uh, another one. Made or done the same way as the original. Interesting. I didn't know this was all this was going to take, take my brain. And then it was not false or imitation. Real, actual. Uh, another one is true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. Um, is another one. And then this last one, and it's, this, there's a theme going on here, having an origin supported by unquestionable evidence, authenticated, verified. So interesting. I, I read the other day that we can now make diamonds. Like, think about that for just a second. We can now make a diamond that you could not tell the difference between the actual diamond and, and uh, that came out of the ground and the diamond that we would make. Fascinating. Here's what I think is really interesting about those definitions that I hadn't, hadn't occurred to me before was this, that so many of the definitions talk about rooting back to a source, going back to a source. And, and one of the things that I want to suggest that we skip over so often that I, has, I think it has huge implications for the way that we do leader preparation and development, because so many of you who are a part of this are interested in that topic as well. And and I think that, the, that that source that we're talking about has huge implications. I cannot emphasize that enough for how we think about and do leader development. And here, here, is, here is the question I would ask that I, 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 we actually talked about a few weeks ago. I think it's very difficult to talk about authenticity without having a conversation around what it means to be human. And I know this is a tricky conversation to have. What does it mean to be human? Um, and as we talked about that a few weeks ago, one of the things that as I was digging into to, to that concept of human is that the root of human quite literally means it's the concept of from the dirt. Like to be human is to, is to, is to lower oneself. That would be like, it's really interesting to think about humility and that, that concept of that. Whereas so much, now think about this in the narrative of our culture. That, that so often what we hear is the narrative is to be human is to ascend. And even if we disagree with that and we see memes and, and little one-off statements and tweets about, about ascension or about, or about the concept of humility, that really the, in the background of it is there's this to be, to be human is to ascend, is to, to succeed, is to go up. And what if it's different than that? What if, the, what if authenticity opens up something that is a little bit more, that's, that's different than that? Um, and I, what I want to suggest is this, that what might be different is, 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 the, is, is the real story. 
the whole story. Um, and I'll get more into that in just a second. So hold that for a moment if you can. This was so hard, by the way, y'all. Even some of you here gave me some ideas. And I'm like, this is like a whole series in and of itself. Um, and so it's why I'm, you know, attempting to finish an entire book on it. It's like, this is a, it's a, such a powerful topic. Let me get into the concept of authentic leadership. For just, so hold that concept of what it means to be human, of authentic leadership. And um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bruce Avolio at the University of Washington, has done some really interesting, important work in this space. Um, and I think, it, let, me, let me just read a couple of these things, because the concept of authentic leadership is rooted in the movement of positive psychology. And so what I mean by that is the positive psychology has been an emphasis that has shifted, uh, would say that for decades, even in psychotherapy, we focused on maladaptive behaviors or, or psychology in, the, in a person. So we focused on things that were broken in people, on pathology, and that the movement towards positive psychology was a swing against. Now, this is my challenge with it is I think positive psychology brought a lot in terms of an appreciative approach to our world to start to look for things like mindfulness and hope and possibility and strengths. But here's the reality. The reality is that our world is not one or the other. I think that this is where, and I'm, I'm going to give you my, my worldview. My worldview, by the way, is not just shaped by my own philosophy or, or theology, but also shaped by my experience with all of you, those of you that I know, and the thousands of leaders that we've talked to over the years about what is at the core of what it means to be human. And so this is, let me read you just one thing about this. This is from one of Bruce's chapters with another professor named Fred Luthans. And he says this, that positive psychologists conceive authenticity, this authenticity as both owning one's personal experiences, thoughts, emotions, or beliefs, that are the quote, real me inside, and acting in accord with the true self. Now listen to this. As a positive construct, this is, this is the definition of, of authentic leadership. Descriptive words include genuine, reliable, trustworthy, real, and veritable. And here's what I think is interesting. So think about that for just a moment. It, that, that, that authentic leadership, as defined in the leadership literature, when it's used that way, is focusing on the positive. That's where I have a bit of trouble. I got to tell you, because I think this question of what it means to be us is not always just positive. There's something more real that's in that. What's, what's powerful about, I'm not going to get into this, but what, what Bruce and others break down is this. Now think about this for just a second. I think there's some real truth in this, is that what Bruce, Bruce says is that when we, are, when we see a lack of authenticity, when we see a disconnect between our espoused values, actions, and behaviors, this is interesting to think about. And we see a vacuum of principles is what he would say. And let's think about this in organizations or in our culture or in our, in our government or in our, our social media or whatever else, that where that disconnect appears, they would suggest that these, they would describe them as weak context. And they say that in weak context, what happens is people are looking for something to follow. So instead of following something real, authentic, they follow something charismatic and compelling. It's really interesting to think about what kind of a culture that produces. So, so here, here's, let me, let me make my point with regard to kind of this concept of authentic leadership. It, again, it begs us to go back to what is our fundamental definition of what it means to be human. Because if we're humans, then our authentic selves, like to get back to the source, what is this source that we're, that we're, that we're looking at when we think of ourselves now? What is the source that we're comparing ourselves to? 
And so let me ask you this question. Are you genuine, reliable, trustworthy, real, and veritable? Yesterday, I, I was with a very close friend that I get to just go deep on these kinds of topics with. And I told him, I said, I'm not. And he looked at me and he goes, what? He goes, I told him, of course you are. That's who you are to me. And I said, what? <laughs> I got those things. And then it was interesting because Daniel jumped on the same Zoom call. I'm with this friend. I introduced him for the first time. And I, I, I asked Daniel that question. You know what Daniel said? Old Dr. Halleck. He said, the better question, when and where and with whom am I those things? So interesting, right? He took it like, he took it meta really fast. And it's, it's, it's so interesting because this is where I think it, it matters and it related to this conversation. Um, you all may not know this, but on my wall, there's that big circle. That's the wild logo. And, uh, and you don't know this also. There's a longer story some other time I'll tell that I've told pieces of, but that is a washer. And uh, we use this image because this is, this is a conceptualization of what it might look like to be whole. And what is interesting about, about wholeness, and look at this, like this circle. So often when I ask people, think of an object that, that, that for you represents whole. And so, so much of the time people will describe circles or spheres or interestingly, fruit. When we were doing this stuff face-to-face, -face, like we would have audiences ask, it's like apples, oranges, all these fruit would come out. It's all these spherical things. Here's what I think is interesting, is that for most of the people who are part of this conversation, if I were to ask you, do you feel those things that I just asked you about? Or if I asked you, are you whole? Most of you, if you were willing to open up the conversation, would not describe something that is aspirational like this. You would describe, I don't even know how to do it. This is my best, my best take something that more looks like this. You know what I mean? Something that is, that, is, that is fragmented, but aspiring to wholeness, that is aspiring to be authentic, that is aspiring back to that source. And I think what's interesting when it comes, this is why it matters to me in, the, in reference to whole leader development, is think about this for a second. So much of, if, if I, I would say that the concept of authenticity and wholeness is, an, is a really important aspiration. It's something that we need to continue to desire and to, to, this is why the concept even of the book is becoming. Like that it's something that we need to move toward, but what do we do with our reality that is not this? And so this is what's so interesting about, about, about this concept. And so imagine this, the messages in culture, even around leaders and what we need right now and all the, the screaming about what we have to have, Sometimes it's disconnected from this. And, and it, you take something like this, something that's, that's this aspiration, and you try to connect it to this, and there's no way for it to grab on or stick for the long term. And this is what is so interesting about creating a whole conversation. And if, if I'm looking at some of your faces, and if Dean and Chess suddenly this part of themselves and they make a connection and they actually have a conversation a little that's just just becoming a little bit more real then suddenly not the whole thing links up together perfectly but we have some handholds we begin to see together what it means to become to move toward that possible that aspiration that's so important but we have to keep fighting for that 
So it comes back to this. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have a story that includes both brokenness at the source and also tremendous redemptive possibility in our world? And now think about what, what leader development preparation looks like when we start with that foundation of the real story, the wild and surprising and crazy and the part that you whisper out loud but screams out inside of you. When you come from that foundation, you're trying to replicate that source more often. How does it change the way you think about what it means to develop competence? I don't have the answer to that, but I think there's a big answer there. I mean, I have some answers, but how does it change to think about what it means to develop purpose in leaders? It's such a, a powerful thing, such a powerful thing. Um, as, I, as I get you out into conversations, I, I'm so excited for you to just talk about this for a few minutes and whatever is worth paying attention because you all, we crowdsource this. You're going to bring smarter stuff than I can even set up here. But I want to, just want to make a couple of points. And I have so many personal stories of this around my own, off, my own journey through what it means to be authentic and be authentically Rob. But let me give you some. So for those of you that want, hey, Rob, give me something to hold, hold on to right now. I want to give you five Ps. All right? Here's some big bomb things to think about. The first thing is this. People, I don't think it's possible to be authentic in a vacuum. And I think the concept that you do you, you be your true self, is quite frankly incredibly selfish, if left to that. I'm not saying there isn't an important message in that. But without the, like, I don't know how many marriages would even have any, any hope whatsoever if the concept of authenticity wasn't something that we worked out in community. The second thing is this. The second one is process. Here's my question. How would your perspective on what it means to be your authentic self change if you embraced it as a journey with stops along the way instead of a destination? How would it change? Well, the, th the third P is persona. Who are you expecting yourself to be? Um, and you know that that, that, that ex expectation is impacting what you believe others are expecting you to be. I know that's a lot to think about. Like, what is the narrative around this expectation in you that might be more whole or more authentic if, we, if, you, if you redefined the source and we said, let's create an invitation to that, a different kind of source. And then there's two others. Portfolio, what experiences are you having right now and what are you learning that you would like to be intentional about? This is the powerful thing is that, that our, our authentic selves are happening through experiences. There's interesting leader development literature out there. And then the last thing is this, what I would describe as presence. If you showed up as, as your more wholly authentic self, how might that inspire or encourage others around you? I think this is why when we see someone become vulnerable, we latch on to that. You know, and it's a, it's a messy process. It always is, but it's an important process. So there's, I know there's a lot to chew on, but let's, let's get talking. Let's crowdsource some brilliance together. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. If you'd like to learn more about wild leaders, visit us at wildleaders.org. If you want to purchase the wild toolkit, visit wildtoolkit.com. If you'd like to join the interactive live recording with other leaders, sign up at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. I'm Megan Lawrence. Have a great day.